Do you want to find solutions on how to make decisions faster, how to solve problems with your teams, or define a clear strategy that resonates with your staff and customers? There is a workshop for that. Hello there, I'm Nati Ravez, founder of La Workshopeuse. I'm a collaboration consultant and workshop facilitator, member of an amazing workshopper community. In this podcast, I meet them to get the best advice on facilitation and I'll let leaders and managers speak to understand the challenges they are facing. Welcome to the show. Cheers to our podcast. To our podcast on Bali. In the freaking paradise. Traveling the world and being a digital nomad has taught me so much and has also made me a better facilitator because I have to adapt and improvise in many situations. Finding a good internet connection, a co-working space so I can concentrate on my work for a few hours, planning my next destination, adapting to other unknown environments and cultures, it's a learning journey for which I'm very grateful. But for me, the real magic of travel is meeting new people. That's why I was so thrilled when I received a message from my guest on LinkedIn, Laura Duchatelet is a workshop facilitator from Belgium. We're in the same communities and connected on social networks, but we didn't know each other before. She joined me in the north of Bali. We spent four days together and took the opportunity to record this episode as Laura is involved in a number of projects. From organizing events to learn how to network, to setting up AI challenges to teach team how to use this new technology, to completing missions for Work Nomad, a global employer for digital nomads, this woman is an inspiration. So I really hope you will enjoy this episode. Let's go. Hi, Laura. Hey, Nati. How are you? Uh, to be honest, a little nervous. <laughs> It's my first ever podcast. Um, but other than that... Um, I'm feeling very, very good. We met two days ago. Can you believe it? I really can't. <laughs> We met two days ago in person. You wrote me 10 days ago on yeah. LinkedIn. Hey, Nati, are you still in Bali? Because I will be there in one week. <laughs> And then I told you, yes, come to the north. Come to Lovina. We can meet. Yeah. And actually, we... We didn't know each other at all. We saw us maybe in some coaching calls from Agent yeah. uh, Smarts. We had some uh, common friends. For, yeah, we have some common friends, but uh, we never met. And now we saw the dolphins, we went to Ntampel, we yeah. talked so much about facilitation, workshop, networking. ChatGPT. ChatGPT. ADHD. <laughs> yeah, we talked so much about things. And we decided now... To make a podcast, we are sitting on the floor. It like, helps me ground. <laughs> yeah. And I thought your background and what you're doing is so interesting that I wanted to have you on the podcast and this is a good occasion. You're a workshop facilitator. Mm -hmm. You are also a network catalyst. Yes. Um, you love to empower people. You are a really, I could say, a geek of you. <laughs> Of new technologies like ChatGPT. Tell me, what is your story? What is your background? How you came to facilitation? So the funny thing is that 
somehow I think workshops have been like the red thread throughout my life. And I will explain this by starting that I did I had no fucking clue what a workshop or facilitation was. <laughs> no idea until August of 2022 when a good friend of mine sent me this video about the framework called the four C's and I blindly went in and just went into the course uh, and it changed my life, honestly. Um, but what I realized after is that this methodology of structuring things and also of um, creating, you know, like connections was something that I already did before. I used to host so many parties at my house <laughs> from a very young age. I, my parents, I don't know if they know about this. Sorry, parents. But I am an EFSer. I went to Turkey when I was 16 years old for three months. And in that preparation year, I had the opportunity to really experience so many beautiful immersion workshops. I remember specifically one where we had all different seats around the table. It was like the dinner and we got different foods according to which country or part of the world we had. So it was like uh, we saw the difference between the Americans who got burgers and then and the Europeans who got like pasta and then eventually Africa who just had rice. And it was really interesting to play with this. And I found it so powerful. It really made such an impact that it always stayed with me. And throughout my life, I continue to explore uh, different groups like the networking organization that I joined when I was in uh, uni, where we organized events for young professionals. I mean... It's truly the connection, having fun while having workshops, playing around, being a scouts person. I also uh, organized many things for kids. It's, it's a part of my life. It's who I am. What did you study at the beginning? I studied uh, yeah, business engineering mm -hmm. uh, and I changed quite a lot from uni. I did uh, a part of my master's in Turkey, in Istanbul again. I also speak some Turkish. Oh, nice. <laughs> and yeah, I ended up uh, writing my thesis about uh, the ecosystem in support of social entrepreneurship in Belgium. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really in uni that I found this passion for creating impact for social causes and, and trying to make things with purpose also work financially. Because I think for me, sustainability, it's not only sustainability in ecology or with people, it's also the financial part. So I think for me, that's why I really love the fact that I studied economics. Mm -hmm. And how did you start then to, to use what you learned about the forces of facilitation? How do you implement that? I know that you are doing so much stuff. <laughs> You started to create some event about networking because you love networking. <laughs> Let's, I mean, I'm, I'm going to rephrase. I'm going to say I love connection and I love deeper, meaningful talks. Um, let's say I'm almost allergic to a small talk. But yeah, I did organize an event. It's impactful networking. That's what I call it. It's a framework. And the first event I did was in February. And Basically, I had the idea in October because I always, I have so many powerful women in my life. They're freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm truly in love with my girlfriends. They're all of them are inspiring to me. And I always thought like, oh, what if I connect them? Because, you know, I was always thinking, oh, you should talk with that person. And I saw that they had like similar struggles and similar life experiences. And somehow I wanted to bring all of them into a room and 
since I, I was used to hosting parties, I was like, okay, why not host a network event? Because also I think I can do it better um, or more meaningful at least, uh, because that's maybe to talk first about the, the reason why I think networking can use facilitation uh, is because I see a lot of networking events that uh, to me, it seems a bit outdated. We haven't changed the concept in, I don't know how many years. Uh, people go there, they connect on a superficial level. It might be very nice food. It might be a very good speaker, but it's very passive. Yeah. Yeah. It's passive. It's, um, we, and I know, like for me, it takes so much energy, even though I'm an extrovert to start talking to, to people and, and hopefully have a fun link, a fun connection. Um, and I really think that there's a lot to do when people are a little bit, in a more structured plan where they can, for example, work together on a problem or just have a, an authentic relating game to uh, to get to know each other in a way that uh, without going into the small tech. Yeah. So you organized it with your sister, Elena. Yeah. Yeah. So having that in mind, what I didn't want to do, I talked to my sister, who is an embodiment coach, and she is truly the Zen to my energy bubble. <laughs> Uh, she's my rock in many ways. And she created this amazing workshop that allowed us from the beginning to truly, we took our shoes off, we were in a circle and we meditated with her. She did the guided meditation and like all of the, the stress from going there, you know, taking the car, taking the bike, whatever the traffic gone immediately, it leveled us. Yeah. And then we went into a workshop that was a little bit more, um, eccentric and let's say out of your comfort zone and what this did it allowed everyone to let go of this you know mask that we all carry you know like the mask of okay we have to be strong and cool and you know come across as as confident uh no we just forget about mask let's get out of our heads and reconnect with our bodies that was really the goal of the workshop And I must say, it worked quite well. Most of us were crying, including me. <laughs> And this allowed us to, to go into the next part of the day of the workshop that I did, which was a connection lunch, a connecting lunch, where everybody was in little tables, eating, talking, but had one rule. They were not allowed to talk about their job mm -hmm. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So, so how, to, how to present yourself without talking about you, what you are doing yeah. when you are in a networking mm. event, I actually, <laughs> to, to see if you can have some connection, collaboration and stuff like that. So you create an impactful workshop exactly to enable this. Yes. Yeah, so how it goes. Bef after they had the chance of... Um, just getting to know each other, what drives them, what are their passions. I gave them some guided questions. They had a, a paper with all of their names. Uh, and I told them, you can take notes or you don't. But be aware that, you know, there will be something after. And so basically what I did is uh, I uh, had them guess what each of them was doing. So they had to guess each other's occupations and actually improvise a little there. Uh, but they, uh, they then had to pitch one another. So they had to pitch one another based on just the information that they had from the conversation. And then, of course, everyone was able to also introduce themselves and what they do. And the workshop ended with one of my favorite exercises. I call it the impact poster. Yeah. And it's basically 
a methodology to structure requests, a professional or a personal request, something that you want, want to learn or want to have advice on from the women in the room. So knowing who was there and having discussed challenges from taking one challenge or one specific like goal, what is a request that you would like to ask to these women? And um, followed by that, everybody had the chance to then put post-its on each other's posters and everybody was able to go home with a picture of their impact question full of tips from books to Instagram accounts to an offer to go on a coffee. So immediately there was already an opportunity to follow up. Um, and that's something I find really important because I feel in many networking events, it's a bit harder to make that step and follow up by a LinkedIn or something. But mm -hmm. I wanted to also enable them to continue their connection and hopefully meet again in the future. Nice. And these events are taking place in Belgium because you are from Belgium. Yes, I'm from Antwerp. The event is going so far. It's three to four times a year. Yeah. I'm currently working on the landing page to announce the dates beforehand and that people can follow. Uh, the name of the event will probably change to an English name, but um, so far it's called Amai. Uh, but definitely there will be more events and maybe an online event as well. That would be very nice. Yeah. <laughs> If you'd like to join me for a podcast episode or discuss the challenges you face at work and how I can help, book a free call or send me an email. All the contact information is in the show notes. We have also other things in common, you and me. Yeah. You like the digital nomad's life. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you are now in Bali because you are yeah. on a mission for... Work nomads. Work nomads. What, yes. what is work nomads doing? Uh, work nomads is an amazing concept. Uh, they are based in Bulgaria in Sofia where they have a hotel, a co-living and a co-working space, which is top-notch. Like, honestly, the best product of two weeks I've had in my life when I was there in last, uh, in March. That's one part of the business. And then the other part is that they have hire people in, in several different areas to work for them. And you can become a digital nomad without having to start your own business by working for them. So I really encourage everyone, if they're hungry for a flexible lifestyle and remote work style, I would really recommend to check out the website of Work Nomads. And uh, specifically, uh, they look, they're looking always for uh, technical profiles, engineers, uh, IT. So it's definitely worth it to check it out. And I must say, like, they have a wonderful team. I know them very well. I work with them. And uh, now, right now, I'm on a mission for them to also um, create some content because that's the last uh, aspect of their business. They also have... a Uh, deals around the world with other co-living and co-working so that people can actually book with them and have uh, several options to go uh, to different spaces and uh, discover little by little the wonderful world of traveling and, and, and I don't know, just exploring. Yeah, we had, uh, I think it was yesterday, a nice conversation about traveling and facilitation. Yeah. What is the link between both? So yeah. I let you hear uh, with the sounds of the ocean and uh, we were on the beach and uh, I give you a uh, 
extract of our conversation from yesterday. I'm here with Laura and we are talking about the connection of the relation between our travels and facilitation. So what are your ideas? I would argue that by traveling and first of all constantly having to find your next plan, constantly having to figure out where to go that has Wi-Fi to be able to work, being able to research well, being able to like talk to people to get the best tips. Uh, it makes you very good at problem solving. You become incredibly resilient and you get good at improvising. So there's, uh, first of all, a lot around just organizing yourself while traveling that is also very relevant to facilitation because mm -hmm. in facilitation work, I mean, I at least am constantly improvising when there's an unexpected turn of events or an argument, new information. And having to deal with new information, it helps you uh, understand that, okay, new information is not necessarily a bad thing. You just have like a new, a new path to go on. And like traveling, it's constantly exploring new paths, making decisions quite quickly and uh, making decisions without perfect information, which is also something that you do within workshops. Secondly, I would argue is uh, the ability to connect with people, asking questions that cultivate meaningful relationships and just having this spark, having these little adventures and this, this sense of adventures you get while traveling, going from one place to another, suddenly spending one week with a German guy and all of their friends. What this translates to facilitation for me is that you can cultivate a safe space, cultivate a fun space where people feel creative and are ready to go on an adventure with you. They follow you wherever because you're just, you know, the guide who has this plan. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I also think that by traveling, uh, you become also a better facilitator. You learn to listen to people. You learn to identify like-minded people. You get to hear a thousand stories and realize that everybody is a full cup. Everybody has so much to tell and so much to share. So you're not necessarily the expert. You don't have to fill their cup. You can ask a lot of questions and enrich everybody's life just by listening. I'm Katrin Schiebecks from Facilitators Connect and I have something for you. If you are an entrepreneur in the field of facilitation, keep your ears wide open. There is an event that you should not miss if you want to scale up your business and leverage your skills. It's called Facilitators Connect and it is a retreat which will take place from the 11th until the 15th of September in the Netherlands. Five intense days with top speakers who will hold exclusive workshops where you will get the most out of your own positioning, but also your sales and marketing strategy. With speakers such as Ahmad Munawar, Axel Van Kuali, and the well-known Brittany Bowring. Grab your coupon in the show notes to get a special discount. Sign up super quick on facilitatorsconnect.com and join 40 facilitators from all over the world for five intense days for your business, for your network, with like-minded people, but most of all, for yourself. See you soon. 
So we recognize that we have so much in common, the networking and traveling, meeting new people, new culture. But there is a thing, you are really a geek and I'm not. <laughs> it's all the innovative tools, new technology, etc. You are really good to, to learn new stuff so much that when you explain me something, my brain is burning. <laughs> and... Um, You are using ChatGPT and you are bringing how to use ChatGPT to some teams. Yeah. Um, I can remember yesterday at 10 o'clock in the evening, you were like exploding like, oh my God, ChatGPT will be connected to internet soon. Yes. <laughs> so what is your vision there? It's related to the fact that I love the future and I love technology. And I'm always fascinated by how we can change the way we work. I'm interested in the future of work, the future of living. So for me, AI tools and just tools in general, I'm always fascinated how it can change the way we work. And I'm trying to apply it and, and, and play with it because I know that this will have a, a huge impact on us, on all of us. And I see it as mostly a positive thing. I know there's also very like some questions around it. I think that's important to mention. Um, but I just see the possibilities and um, I want to empower again others to embrace it as well, because I think uh, it will help them be ready for the future. It will help them to do their work more efficiently, but rather than productivity, I think it. I am also focused on, okay, what will you do instead of these boring tasks or the repetitive tasks that you have automated and that ChatGPT can do 10 times faster for you? What will you do with that time? Mm -hmm. And I think that's relevant to ask companies, okay, if you free up that time, like don't, I mean, at least I'm uh, a fan of like, okay, make it more impactful, make it meaningful. What are you going to get your work, your people to do then? Uh, so that's why I do it and why I'm passionate. I just love playing. I love geeking. I love figuring things out. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm impatient. So like I've, been mad at ChatGPT that we have had tough conversations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but it's, it's always trying to get the most out of something. I really love trying to also live life very fully. And I think I have the same with technology. I want to like get the most out of it. And then at the same time, I have so many different tools that I try. So I'm also ch changing a lot. So I would say it's, um, <laughs> it's a hobby and a, uh, and I try to now also teach others to see it as a hobby as something to have fun with um, but yeah I think uh, I mean I can go on about how it will change our work life but just as a rule I would say being open to learning and being curious trying to understand things has been the biggest change in mindsets that I've experienced that is so positive. I'm always interested and curious and yeah, I don't know what to say with this. I know that you are doing a challenge with a team yeah. uh, in a company to bring them by how to use ChatGPT. Yeah, so and instead of doing like a PDF or a PowerPoint presentation uh, when you, you are saying how to do this, You, you change the learning experience by making a challenge. It's a few minutes. I think it's like, I don't know, 15 minutes or 30 minutes a day. Yeah. And they have a challenge for that day. Yeah. 
so, explain a little bit. Uh, I created this challenge uh, based on micro learning, which is uh, the ability and gamification. So like having small portions of training about something every day. My goal with this challenge is mainly to get a taste of the, the technology and slowly getting used to making a habit of using it. Because rather than just bombarding everyone with all of my knowledge in one big session, I noticed that it works a lot better if people have the chance over a few weeks to take in little bits of information. We are constantly bombarded by so many different sources of information. I found this the most elegant way <laughs> or the most effective way, let's say, to um, yeah, get people, uh, this team enthusiastic to start using it and to see the possibilities because as a lot of people will notice is, okay, they try it and they stick to the basic prompts and you will get shitty outputs. But you actually have to really commit to it and learn how to give it context and, and play around with it um, for several hours before getting how to get good output. And I think um, giving up too easily with these technologies will uh, and making your conclusion based on trying it once, um, I think it's a pity because actually after now playing around with it for more than two months, I can actually see how much potential it has and how much I can use it while also knowing that it definitely has uh, some limitations like not being connected to the internet, uh, giving you false information. Um, so yeah, for research, obviously use <laughs> papers that are <laughs> trustworthy, uh, but still then use that paper and put it in ChatGPT and get the insights help let ChatGPT help you with understanding the paper. One of my favorite tools was putting a very complicated uh, white paper of some new company, putting it in and asking it to I, help me with certain keywords and stuff like that. I mean, I can give a million examples. I don't know, I don't know if this is relevant for the podcast, but it's uh, all about finding the tasks that are relevant for your work and optimizing them. And also don't use ChatGPT for tasks that you really love doing. If you love spending hours and hours brainstorming different ideas, different sentences, different words, by all means, continue. Yeah. But I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> I realized yesterday, as you explained me how to use uh, ChatGPT, that I will not uh, be able to use it in uh, 30 minutes. I need to, mm -hmm. to work with this and... Um, I need, there is one thing that made me realize that using ChatGPT can help me be a better facilitator. Why? Because I understood from what you told me that you have to ask questions and go deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper with the question and specify your questions so that after a while, after you have exchanged with this ChatGPT, mm -hmm. you can get what you actually wanted to get. And mm -hmm. this is the same uh, rule we have as a facilitator when you are in a workshop. You start with branch things or branch challenges, mm -hmm. and then you try to go deeper by voting on some of the challenges yeah. and uh, looking where we will put our focus. And then on these challenges, Again, asking questions so that we are going to the essence of the problem, actually, and then starting to create something. 
this is actually the same process mm -hmm. and the same way to work with ChatGPT. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of sort of like if you ask very open-ended questions, you will receive very open-ended replies. Yeah. And it's good once once you're brainstorming, okay, give me 10 alternatives for this, give me 20 of that. But if you want to specify and make a higher quality, you need to give it context. Just tell it, okay, what is your job occupation? What is the context in which you need to know a certain thing? Uh, what specifically do you want as an output? Do you want a table? Do you want a list? Do you want a framework? Uh, a do you slogan. want a poem, a slogan? Uh, limited to how many words, limited to a certain uh, tone of voice. There are so many parameters, actually, that you need to add to your prompts in order to get better outputs. And I think the, the learning uh, comes from playing with different parameters, looking on the Internet, trying different stuff, making your own uh, adjustments. And, uh, yeah, use your imagination. You can still be creative while using these tools. Nice. Thank you so much, Laura, for this interview. Yeah, thank you for interviewing me. <laughs> By the way, we will see each other at the Facilitators Connect Retreat, yep. which will take place from the 11th until the 15th of September in the Netherlands. Yeah. There are still coupons to, with discounts. Uh, Tell me, why are you going again? I am going there because the speakers are amazing. The concept is the right one for me. Uh, I just created my business a few months ago and like everyone, every entrepreneur, I guess at the beginning, I have uh, some struggle with sales, marketing and positioning. So the speakers are extra there to help us with that. Ahmad Munavar and Brittany Bowering are experts in business and uh, marketing. And there is also Axel Van Kwai. She's doing visual thinking, learn to draw and uh, <laughs> to, yeah, to use it in my workshops. So I'm going for this reason, but the main reason is uh, people. I want to see the people. I want to connect with new people. I want uh, to exchange. I want to empower myself with the input of others. So yeah. these are the reasons. I would uh, say the same. I am uh, very much looking forward to Facilitators Connect. I think it'll be an amazing opportunity also to practice yeah. skills. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to uh, do my pitch. Uh, and uh, I also think uh, I will meet amazing people, uh, kind-hearted people, like-minded people. Um, and I know it will just energize us. Yeah. So if you want to see us, come to the Facilitators Connect retreat in yes. September. And otherwise, thank you very much, Laura. And thank have you. a good travel. Bye-bye. Bye. Feel free to connect to Laura's on LinkedIn. You'll find the information in the notes of this episode. And join us at the Facilitators Connect retreat in September. Grab your discount coupon in the show notes and sign up at facilitatorsconnect.com. Next week, I welcome Axel Bonquayi, a visual storyteller who translates corporate stories and strategies into illuminating drawings. Her mission is enabling anyone in the world to convey a message with the drawing. She's also the founder of Drawify.com and she'll be one of the main speakers at the Facilitators Connect retreat. So tune in on June 22. And until then, I wish you good health, happiness and a lot of success.
Au revoir.